Welcome to Impact on the Crown with Tia. I'm the CEO of a tech for good company and passionate about making a difference. This podcast series will dig deeper into what it means to make an impactful change in our society. And this series is for individuals who are interested in the topic, charities, social enterprises, companies, grant makers, and government body representatives. It is all about collaboration, and we are here to talk about how this works in practice. We focus on the dynamics between those who have resources to give and those who are working to tackle the challenges in our society on the ground. Today, I have a guest, uh, Misa Mink, who is a founder and CEO of Driven Woman Network. And Driven Woman is a, is a very special concept, a social impact company that helps women to gain confidence, to express their, their desires and reach for their goals and dreams, whether uh, they are related to work environment or their personal life. Welcome, Misa. Uh, good Thank you. Yeah, tell a little bit more specifically, what is that your company do and what is the service offering? Oh, thank you, Tia. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, Dream of Woman is a, uh, an empowerment platform, a social empowerment platform, which means um, we offer bite-sized uh, personal development modules, so both online and in small groups, um, where women can discover firstly, you know, what it is that their heart desires, what are those dreams, and what are the real sort of meaningful goals that they want to go after, and then put those ideas into action. So uh, it's bite-sized uh, personal development, so short videos interesting short exercises that really put you on a spot and you have to think for yourself like right what does it mean for me to step outside my comfort zone for instance or you know not be uh pushed back by mm, uh, other people's ideas you know how do i really stay on my track and every module ends with five steps that they are going to put into action and then, uh, because it's a, it's a platform with other women, uh, it's a global platform where you can meet other women who are ambitious and they want to make their dreams and their goals reality. You are held accountable, you are supported. And we also have real top coaches. We do live webinars on these, on these topics and uh, we take women, you, can, you have a chance to be um, on hot seat with some of really leading coaches in the world that you probably wouldn't have access otherwise. Uh, and we also run this same module, this same concept in small groups. Um, and we also offer a program to companies. So it is a subscription to personal development, making this, this kind of uh, personal growth accessible to all women. Because, um, as we know, you know, um, life coaching and career coaching, success coaching can be very expensive. So we made it affordable and accessible to everybody. Yeah, I really love the concept uh, and the peer-to-peer -peer support uh, factor. I guess uh, many people think that they are alone with their struggles or, or something, and then you suddenly realize that, oh my goodness, everybody has pretty much the same challenges and, and probably also some solutions might be the same. So what exactly. Is goal? What is your impact goal as a whole? What is the impact you want to make in this society? Uh, we want to reach 1 million women 
to help them to gain the courage that they will go after their dreams and after their goals. Because so what we see as the big problem right now with women is even if we come across as confident and ambitious, very often there's a nagging feeling. There's, there's a feeling that something is not quite right. And a lot of people are not actually going after their own genuine goals. They are not pursuing something that feels super meaningful for them. And that creates a lot of anxiety, confusion, procrastination. A lot of women feel that they are in crossroads. You know, they like, right, I ended up here, but this isn't my life. Something's missing. So we, our, our impact goal is really to help women to come out of that crossroads, really yeah. thriving, knowing that they are on their own meaningful path so that they can find their voice, they can start really showing up fully and that they can, whether in a corporate career, whether at home, whether as an entrepreneur, that they start doing what they really want to do. And for women making an impact and having a, like a deeper purpose, not just making money, is super important. We've seen this now. I mean, we have thousands of women globally in our network. Um, we've been on this journey for over seven years. I have personally heard, uh, like face-to-face heard, not just read, you know, somewhere or been in, I've done big events and there's been, you know, hundreds of women, but I've been in the same room with over a thousand women, I've heard their personal stories and their struggles. And it's all about this shift. Yeah. It's like, what do I really want? How do I really want to show up? I want to make a positive impact. It's not enough for me just to go to the office and take care of my kids, just to you know, make money and pay the bills. That's not enough. I want something more. What is it? So that's what we help women do. So you, you've been talking about the feminine way. Is this yes. the same thing what you're saying that there is some kind of a feminine way of thinking and kind of living your life? What does it mean? Um, so as we all know, the whole world, the society, organizations, you know, businesses, relationships, any sort of structures that humans have created have been based on the masculine. So everybody, every individual, every human being carries both masculine and feminine qualities, mm. values, principles inside of them. So this is not about men or women. It's about the, the values we live by. And the, the feminine values have not been appreciated. So the world has been built on the masculine. So if you think about linear, hierarchical, you know, very much like a action oriented go and conquer, be logical, go fast, bigger, stronger, better, assertive, strong. And these have been very, very good values and they've served the humanity. I mean, we wouldn't have built these like legal structures and, you know, the civilization as we know it, unless we had that desire to do it in that way. But now we've come to a point where that alone is not going to take us further. It's like what got you here won't get you there. So, and as we know, we've gone overboard, you know, with, you know, the way we treat our planet and things like that. We can't forever just think that we can just take and take and go faster and bigger and, and, and all of that. So it has become the time to really appreciate the feminine values, which are, um, 
so instead of linear progress, it's very much about circular, it's collaborative, it's uh, co-creative. Um, instead of um, assertive, it's very much about empathy, it's about working with each other, it's about truth rather than logic. So intuitively know what, knowing what is right. So it's this shift that we're experiencing. And because the feminine values have not been appreciated, that's why women feel confused. They feel out of place. They feel stressed. They feel like something is wrong, but I don't know what it is. And it's been because we've been chasing these very masculine values and we haven't been true to ourselves. Um, so that is the shift that we are experiencing. To me, this uh, is very much kind of linked to, you know, what I'm driving, you know, the sustainability, you know, this kind of social responsibility, because, uh, you know, all these collaborations where we are enhancing in my company uh, between, you know, companies and, and then, uh, you know, beneficiary organizations who, who work on the crown, you know, uh, that's pretty much what, what it is, collaboration, co-innovation, co-creation, you know, uh, helping each other, but also gaining both social and economic success on both sides, which is, which is possible. How do you, Absolutely. How do you link this to corporate social responsibility? So, first of all, I think it's really, really important to understand that the feminine is linked to life. Feminine is linked to nature. Feminine is linked to creating life and organically growing. And again, please remember, feminine, both men and women have the feminine in them. Yeah. So in yeah. different proportions. It's so not they, about women. So men only. leaders can lead with feminine way. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of them uh, do that very successfully. Uh, so if you think about the feminine, it's all about creation and flourishing and creating abundance so if you look out of the window and you look at nature that's all that is you know that that birth that happens every day so there it is not in conflict at all with um, economic prosperity it's not in conflict at all in in building socially sustainable and environmentally sustainable businesses that bring abundance and wealth to everybody who's involved, but it's just done in a different way. It's not done in a linear, can, how can I maximize just my benefits? But it's looking at every stakeholder yeah. in that. So that's the difference. So we must always remember that it is not in conflict with uh, prosperity. Yeah. It is just a completely different way of creating prosperity, much more sustainable way. And it is not, um, concentrated on an individual's success but the success of many yeah that sounds amazing and um, I, I guess I want to pick that point what you said uh, before that a lot of women don't see purpose on their like say company or corporate work they go to work and uh, but they then start to look for something more meaningful how do you think that companies can create a meaningful work environment to keep their talents, female talents, uh, on board and acquire new ones uh, if, if they would collaborate with uh, social impact organizations, charities, social enterprises and stuff? How, how could that work in terms of giving aspiration to women? So uh, firstly, let's, let's look at some statistics. So 
um, now, of course, COVID is kind of exact, uh, like making this even more, more visible. So um, according to one study that was just published, um, Forbes, uh, um, two months ago, in September 2020, uh, 61% of professional women are looking to pivot their career post-pandemic. So uh, I think that's, that is a big it's a lot. Number. It's, it's a big, it's a huge number. And I can see this uh, with our clients. So they have a real, big companies have a real problem with the middle uh, layer of women. So women come into their careers, all very excited, wanting to make a difference. And they maybe believe, you know, what the, the companies say in their social responsibility reports and stuff like, yeah, 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 I will have a chance to do this. Uh, but by the time they get to sort of middle management, uh, the ambition levels have dropped. They believe in making a difference have dropped. Again, there's research backing this up. And women leave in the, in, in the middle, sort of middle level of their career. Of course, there's a lot of reasons for that. Some people say, okay, I can't combine starting a family and, um, and having a career. But there is more to this than that. There's definitely women are looking for greater purpose than just paying their bills. They need to see that what they put their effort in really benefits uh, a greater um, group of people. They want to see this kind of impact uh, they are having in the world. And this is the feminine in action because the feminine wants to sustain life. The feminine wants to make you know, everybody happy, right? Yeah. So <laughs> if it's just about um, you know, meeting this month's sales targets, a lot of women suffer in that environment. And uh, yeah, so uh, we've seen this with some of our clients. Um, women are, especially now during pandemic, when it has been very much just about the sales targets. Like yeah. a lot of companies, of course, it's, you know, everything has been stopped and it's just like boom, 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 you got to reach this. Um, so uh, one of our clients, they experienced the actually a quite difficult summer because a lot of women, uh, they weren't engaging with that. And uh, uh, I'd like to tell a case study um, yeah, sure. of one of our yeah. members, because I think this really highlights the mm. point. So she had, um, uh, she was in the tech space. She had dropped out or, or science and research space. She had dropped out after having her second child. Um, and she wanted to go back to work, but she thought, this is exactly what she said. She said, I don't want to leave my children for anything average. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be, you know, impactful. It really has, has to give me more than just money. So she came to River Woman to discover her purpose and discover what that meaning would be for her. And um, she's now a very successful uh, researcher in Switzerland. She's leading the... Uh, uh, women in AI in Switzerland. So she's, uh, she found her like a greater purpose in, um, in building, you know, this community uh, for women in AI and, and so forth. So that is really the key, I think, for companies. If they want to keep their female talent, mm -hmm. if they want to nurture their female talent, is to give them the confidence that, Yes, it is important that they, uh, they are connected to their purpose and they are doing something meaningful and they can engage with the work that the company is doing with uh, maybe with charities or, or organizations that 
give that meaning if the company in itself doesn't have a like a social yeah. purpose you know i mean if you are a telecoms company i don't know how you turn that into a social purpose maybe you do but but it needs to also i believe that it has to be ingrained into the culture yes. of the company so it can't be just like just stickers slapped on and yeah every yeah. year we put you know x amount of money to these people's account that's not going to be good enough yeah. you know women women will sniff it out they they want to be involved with their heart and their soul um it's yeah. not just about providing for the masculine yeah. it's very much about providing right so um yeah that, it is very true and it's kind of in all, all humans this uh, kind of helpers high uh kind of feeling that when you actually get that you you kind of get involved and you can see the difference or kind of sense the difference what you are making or your corporate was making and you were somehow part of it not just yes sending a check or something uh and I, it gives you uh, you know such a great feeling that it's more powerful than heroin it's been uh, discovered in scientific research that it's more powerful so the more you kind of get those helpers high feelings the more you get also addicted to it so and then you start seeking for activities that gives you that purpose so it actually escalates the good because people, yes. people want to do more of that uh just to get that that feeling uh and it's it's in us as humans and that's i think uh, a company should really kind of start thinking about it how they build you know like you said that uh, the csr activities are strategic like a living life in the organization and people could actually uh, kind of take part and it, it doesn't always need to be volunteering even that it, that's the only way that you actually do but it's it's communication engagement being involved in the planning uh, being involved also these collaboration models which might even create uh, you know product innovation or service innovation like even in this COVID time I mean if you think about it the world is now open for so many innovations because it has changed if you yes. think about how you're going to be all these charities who are collaborating with tens of millions of people all the time whether it's mental health or or sports or whatever how do you su suddenly make everything digitized you know and sustainable for the future because the future will never be the same than the past yes. so there are there are companies even the telecom companies good actually do a lot of uh, product innovations around these and uh, collaborate with charities uh, of course give them money get access to their world they can co-create co they can give skills they can volunteer but at the same time they can really kind of learn about the beneficiaries of that organization and kind of get professional feedback what could then work in technology wise for instance uh, and, and and so on so there are opportunities i think for every single industry if if you just start thinking about deeper and maybe using this feminine way of exactly you know you know this spiral thing given freedom to create and stuff and and don't expect instant like profit making that something has to come indoor you know in one month's time because no innovation you know does that there is an r d kind of period and and uh you know it takes time but it might be very lucrative also economically not to mention that then you have products that actually have really big meaning in people's lives so i mean uh, you know 
I'm just very keen spoke from, for this kind of shared value partnerships. And I think this is exactly the same thing what you're talking about. Yes, absolutely. And I think you touched on a very important point there. So you can't control. Um, you can set a framework for innovation, but you cannot control the feminine energy. And that's why it is very difficult concept for for many companies which have been based on that everything has been built based on control, whereas we are moving towards trust. So when you move to that other side, when the shift happens, and when you start embracing the, the feminine energy, again, in men and women, this is yeah. not about women. I have to yeah. remind everybody all the time yeah. because it can go so wrong quickly. Um, it's about trust. And then you create spaces and you trust that because there's such a great mission yeah. and there's such a great purpose that that will bring out the innovation. Yeah. Of course, there will be structures and, and processes, but it's the trust. Uh, it's almost like a glue between humans that creates the ecosystem and the network as opposed to control. And I see this very much that, for instance, with as the way companies are trying to solve uh, gender equality at the moment. Yeah. Uh, all the DNA, lots of the DNI programs are based on control. It's about policy. And yes, you have to put the frameworks in place. But after that comes trust. If trust yeah. doesn't come, you will never get there. And that applies to the whole um, innovation, social responsibility. So it has to be built on trust. And in order to do that, you have to release some of that feminine energy in everybody in the organization. Yeah. So uh, you've been working uh, with uh, some some charity uh, yourself, um, you know, supporting an organization. I know you're a startup entrepreneur, so not the big company who can pour in money in millions. But we also talk about uh, a lot uh, in my company about everybody, any size and type of company, whether it's a startup, whatever you are, social enterprise. Everybody has something to give. So what have you been giving and who, why did you pick the organization you chose? So um, I've been working with uh, HERA, so H-E-R-A, that stands for, uh, um, basically they, they empower women who've been trafficked and they um, educate them to become entrepreneurs. And they've been collaborating with Imperial College of London and I've been there giving seminars, but also I have, um, I've been a mentor to um, a trafficked uh, woman and helping her to establish her new life with the new entrepreneurial skills that she has learned in the, in the program. So Hera uh, provides this program for this uh, very underprivileged women who come from very, very difficult situations. And um, teaches them new skills so that they can build a new life and helps them to also with the legal process to get all the, the, the permits that they need to live in this country um, legally and so on. So it's been very, very rewarding, um, both personally and, and professionally. So that's been the, uh, my sort of, uh, I think it links very much with my, with my pur personal purpose. So. Yeah, sounds great. That was amazing. And, and one question comes to me from that, that, you know, obviously you are not uh, any social worker or something. So how, how uh, kind of did you have any like uh, doubts or, or kind of fears and, and, and kind of thought that, you know, how could I be 
this kind of a mentor? How were you prepared or is your mentoring purely in business? So you are, they are getting some other counseling maybe elsewhere. So um, here are, um, prepares the mentors really well. So there's a, there's a training program before you take on your mentee. Yeah. And they have the, the actual mental health counseling. Yes, they have that separately. Yeah. Your purpose is to be um, kind of a business contact, uh, like, a, like somebody they can ask questions. You meet your uh, mentee once a month. Uh, we used to meet at um, Blackheath in the park or Greenwich Park, uh, go for a walk. Of course, you get involved with more than just the, what yeah. she's trying to do, you know, and, and um, you listen to the stories and you are there f- for her, basically. And I think people way too often, they, they worry way too much on, you know, do I have the qualifications? Do I, you know, what if some, you know, like there's like there's all of these million questions. If you are present yeah. in any moment, you know, in the moment you are with a person, you will know exactly what to do and what to yeah. say. We're just too afraid to be present with ourselves or with uh, vulnerable human beings. So uh, my advice would be that it, it helps you as much as it helps the, uh, the other person. If you get a chance to men- mentor somebody who is uh, in a more vulnerable uh, position. So I, I do recommend it. Yeah, and I think it's very important to always also distinguish, distinguish uh, the fact that if you are even using like your time as a corporate volunteer, company volunteer, company's paying and you're using the days or and doing, you are still a volunteer. You know, you are not like delivering some service kind of yes, yeah. by the company. And uh, we've been having some clients who are very kind of fearful or oh, what kind of disclaimer should we uh, make, you know, should they sign a paper or something that this is not our company service because the company might be giving advice as a service, but if they give the same advice as a volunteer, it's, it's of course just conducted by that one person and nobody's checking kind of the quality or result or can be, can't be guaranteeing what happens, you know, next. And, uh, you know, uh, I've been also saying that, first of all, I wish there would be no such fear because, in, in, you know, it's, it, it's a very, I would say, really rare problem that uh, any beneficiary or charity would be thinking that the company is actually providing a service if it's just a corporate volunteer doing something. But if it's then required, okay, let's, let's sign a simple paper and say that everybody understands that this is volunteering. So... I would hope that, like you said, that this even company volunteers, whoever is volunteering and taking part or formulating these collaboration models, the hierarchy and this security and all these uh, these kind of structures, again, the masculine <laughs> energy shouldn't be like overwhelming because then yeah. it starts to destroy, you know, the the, the whole point. work that yeah. you know kind of yeah. what you be, would be doing. So there has to be some kind of balance and kind of the trust again between organizations, between humans, and just being present there as humans, you know. So let's let's not make things too complicated, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Misa. This is uh, so inspiring. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> here. And I hope um, uh, many, uh, you know, charity, social enterprise, corporate, make organizations who are listening to this 
uh, because there are a lot of learnings I think that could be taken into everybody's life, personal life, but also uh, in their jobs in, in different organizations. So thank you everybody listening to Impact on the Crown with Tia. And if you have any questions, just uh, go to whatimpact.com and contact us. And we have also other podcasts there and we have loads of blog posts regarding all kinds of uh, social value collaboration. So uh, everybody will find something for them. And uh, I wish you Merry Christmas, Misa. I mean, if people want to contact you, how, how would they get in touch? I'm very easy to find uh, personally um, on all the socials, so Mesa Mink. And um, Driven Woman is very also, also easy to find. So Driven Woman um, is, is the handle, is the website. So yeah, please, also, please yeah, get in touch. I just checked it yesterday. It's just like Driven Woman and it's the first Google search. So you've done very well with SEO. You. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you, Misa, very much. And um, yeah, till the next time.